You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 153. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. or a colleague, or someone I run with, or work out with, or a family member, whatever it might be, and you tell me that you're injured, I'm always gonna ask you the same thing first. So for those of you out there who do know me and have been injured, they probably know the first thing that I ask. And I often get the same answer. And it's made me realize that I have found out that so many people are making major mistakes when they're injured. And I have figured that there's about 10 top mistakes that people are making with injuries that are probably preventing them from healing so much faster. And so today, I want to tell you what these 10 things are so that you don't make the mistake the next time you might be injured or even maybe your child is injured. I want to make sure that you are off to the right start as quickly as possible to getting healed. So that's what we're going to talk about next. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. Today's Eagle Eye on Health comes to you from the Consumer Reports on Health article of the month. This one, I actually posted this recently online because several articles went out about it in the news. And the question is, should I take daily aspirin even if I don't have heart disease? So I would say it's the generation after mine that seems like they were told that they should be taking aspirin, especially if there was heart disease in their family. And so a lot of people started taking a daily aspirin, almost like a vitamin. Well, research has changed and things have evolved over the years, which I think is something that we talk about quite a bit on this podcast, which is why I always say everything in moderation, right? Like I try not to take anything every single day because we don't know what they're going to discover five years later about this one thing. One day we hear it's healthy, one day we hear it's not. So we're always best to take things in moderation. Well, this is what the article said. Should you take a daily aspirin even if you don't have heart disease? The answer would be no. If you've already had a heart attack or stroke, a daily 81 milligram aspirin can cut your risk of another one by 22 to 25%. It may also be protective if you have signs of heart disease like angina, peripheral artery disease, or blocked coronary arteries that require surgery or even a stent. Or if your doctor determines that your 10-year heart attack or stroke risk is higher than 10%. But guess what? Otherwise, they are saying skip the daily aspirin. Aspirin helps by preventing clots from forming where there's plaque built up in the arteries, according to this medical doctor and cardiologist. And if you don't have heart disease, it's not protective. Aspirin can actually raise the risk for bleeding, especially in your brain. So there you have it. If you are taking a daily aspirin, my recommendation would be to talk to your doctor and bring in this article. You don't need mine specifically. Just type news and daily aspirin and a link will come up to the research they're talking about. 
it's okay to question your doctor. If they have prescribed something to you and then a news article comes out, I always recommend bring it to their attention and use your own common sense because sometimes these doctors are very busy. Have you noticed? They rush in, they rush out. They might not be up to date on the latest research and the latest news. So if you are someone who doesn't fall into this category of having a history of heart disease, bring it up with your doctor. So never go off a medication. I don't consider aspirin a medication that way, but if it's been prescribed to you, it is. And so always talk about it with your doctor first, but also realize that anytime we start taking any little white pill or any colored pill, anytime we start taking something daily, we don't know in five years if they're gonna say it's good for us, right? And I understand that there are some illnesses out there that you do have to be on medications, but what I'm also starting to see, and it frightens me a little bit, is how many people right now do not have a disease, but they are starting to take a lot of hormone medications. And that's a whole other podcast in itself, but just so you know, as we age, there is a certain amount of normalcy in decreasing testosterone and decreasing estrogen. And it's definitely become a new world and a new market for, well, you shouldn't feel like you have to have lower hormones. We can just give you more. But what in fact is that doing to our body? Just like the aspirin, what is it doing? What could it cause? Well, it's saying aspirin every day could actually cause bleeding in your brain if you, you know, you have to weigh the pros and cons of that. Well, I'm curious at what the long-term research is gonna be for people taking hormones as well. But again, that's a, a whole other topic. So let's get back to talking about the top mistakes people are making who are injured. So we, I, this could be any kind of injury out there. Now I'm a runner, a triathlete, so injuries can happen at any time and I have a lot of friends who are runners and triathletes and so we're all injured quite a bit, unfortunately. It does happen. But I'm starting to see these same mistakes over and over with people, and I just wanna bring it to people's attention because I think injuries, for one, might be able to be avoided much quicker and also might be able to be healed quicker if you really get dialed in on these 10 things. So let's talk about the very first one because this is the first thing I ask everyone who comes to me and says, so my hip hurts, my knee hurts, my back hurts. The first thing I say, have you seen a doctor? And I'm sort of amazed at how many people look me in the face and say yes, but they haven't. They've seen a chiropractor, they've seen a physical therapist, they've seen a massage therapist, and just so you know, those are not medical doctors, those are not MDs. So technically, yes, a chiropractor can be called a doctor, but I am talking about, have you seen an MD for this problem? Now, I understand if you just got the injury, right? This very acute, you just got it yesterday, you wanna give it a few days, I totally get that. But it's usually the people who come back to me and they're telling me about the same injury that's still bothering them a month later. Now, if something is bothering you for 30 days, Guess what? It is time to see a medical doctor. Because let's get a proper diagnosis. If we can just get a proper diagnosis from day one, it is so much easier to treat. Otherwise, you're guessing your treatment, right? 
So someone might tell you, I think it's this. And so you start doing some exercises for that. But what if it's not that, okay? I'm just saying a medical doctor, generally, some depending on the injury, some kind of orthopedic specialist, this is what they do. And they've probably seen it a hundred times and they know exactly what it is. Let me give you a total perfect, perfect example of what I mean by this. So my leg was bothering me last year. My thigh was bothering me, and I've talked about it before. When I was marathon training for my last marathon, it just felt like it was heavy and tired all the time. Like I would go for a run on fresh legs, but it felt like my right leg had done 100 squats. So it was super fatigued, and I just I couldn't figure out what was going on. Well, I let probably a month or so go by because I just kept telling myself, well, it's it's, you know, gosh, I probably just overtrained right now, right? Uh, I saw a massage therapist and it wasn't getting better. And I just, I knew I had to just finish the, I was like a week out from the marathon and I didn't have any pain. I will tell you that I didn't have any pain, but I knew something was going on. Well, when I did go to the doctor, which was right after the marathon, I said, I'm taking care of this immediately after the marathon. When I went to the doctor, I told him my symptoms and he looked at me before he even, you know, tested anything or or palpated all that. And he said, I think you have a labral hip tear. And I was like, no, I don't have a hip tear. I said, I don't have any pain. He goes, well, you don't have to have pain with a hip tear. And I said, no, I know I don't have a labral hip tear. I, I, I really don't think that's what's going on. So he did all the necessary, you know, testings and this and that. He said, well, I think you have a labral hip tear and this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to physical therapy for four to six weeks. And after that, I, you know, we'll see where you're at. And if that fixes it, then, you know, you don't need to come back. So after two weeks of physical therapy, nothing had changed at all. And you have to know that when I see a physical therapist, I am religious about doing the exercises, which is another part of what we're going to talk about. But nothing helped at all. And so in two weeks, I called the doctor, even though he said, wait, four to six. (laughs) But I called the doctor and I said, this is silly. I want an MRI. Why wait four more weeks to know that this might not work because nothing's changing at all. And the only way we're going to find out if I really have a hip tear is if we do an MRI. So I had to be very proactive with my doctor. And he was totally fine with that. He said, no problem. Let's let's do the MRI. So they did the MRI. And guess what? I have a labral hip tear. (laughs) I was in shock. But this is what I mean by go see an orthopedic specialist in the area of where your injury is and they've seen it a hundred times. So he's heard my symptoms a hundred times. He knew what I had. And so that's why I tell people, go see a medical doctor. Let's get the answer right away. Now I'm also very pro and be proactive for yourself, like I was. After two weeks of absolutely no change at all, I decided why wait any longer. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you need to be proactive with your doctors. So that's if first, off very important tips. So number one, not seeing a medical doctor is the first mistake I see with almost everyone. Now, as I said, even I didn't go to the medical doctor right away because it was just a few weeks out from my marathon. And at that point, like I said, I wasn't in pain. It just kind of felt heavy. If you're in pain, you, you, gosh, if you're in pain and you go more than two weeks, something's wrong and you definitely want to see that doctor. So It's not that I don't like chiropractors. I go to a chiropractor once in a while when I need it. I love physical therapy when it's needed and prescribed by my doctor. And I love my massage therapist. 
but I do not see them for my diagnosis. I, I really think you're making a huge mistake and you're prolonging getting better by not seeing a doctor as quickly as possible. Now, the second mistake I see is that people are not getting the MRI or the X-ray sooner. And so I had to be very proactive but I have a lot of friends and, like I said, athlete friends who tell me, like, I've had this injury for this long and, you know, I, I did see a doctor and they say our next step is to do the MRI, the x-ray. And I'm, I'm always like, and so what did it say? And they're always like, well, I haven't done it. Oh, well, when did you go to the doctor last? Well, three months ago. <laughs> okay, well, what are you waiting for? You've got to get the MRI or the x-ray, depending on what type of injury it is, because that is information. And information is power. And when you're injured, you feel powerless. Why not get your power back by knowing what's wrong? So don't put off the MRI or the x-ray. You don't want to do that. If it's recommended and that's what it's going to take to know exactly what's wrong, get it done and don't be afraid to know. I know that we're busy and I know that some people definitely they're afraid of what the results are and so they're postponing it. I get that. I know that feeling. But at the same time, for every day you don't get the MRI, it's another day you don't know what your diagnosis is and that's another day that you can't start treatment to get well and to get better. Now the third thing I see is then people go to the doctor and they go to get the MRI and they, they get the results and the doctor says... I want you to go get physical therapy. And, you know, they write the little prescription and tells the physical therapist what, what that needs to be done. So I, I say, so how's it going? I haven't gone yet. <laughs> what do you mean you haven't, you haven't gone to the physical therapist yet? It's been weeks since your doctor's appointment. Well, I, you know, I called and they said it was going to be a few weeks. So I just thought I'd see if it would get better. I hear this stuff all the time. I'm like, no. Yeah, sometimes it does take a couple weeks to get in with the right physical therapist. You make that appointment right away. Do not put it off again because now we have a diagnosis. Now we're on a plan. Now we're on a path to get well. And people actually put off going to actually see the physical therapist. And then the fourth thing they do is they see the physical therapist and the physical therapist gives them their exercises and then they don't do them. Do you know that that's probably like 95% of people, if you're a physical therapist right now, you're like, you're so right. Nobody does the exercises, <laughs> except for me. I'm religious about these things. But so many people, they go to physical therapy, they do the work with the physical therapist during the appointment, which is great, but I almost have never heard of a physical therapist that doesn't then give you homework and exercises that often have to be done daily to start getting changed. So for my hip, for example, I have to do hip exercises even now that I'm feeling so much better. I still have a hip tear and I have to keep this hip strong. I still do my physical therapy every other day and religiously. So I'm amazed when people finally see the doctor, finally get the MRI, they finally have a diagnosis, they go to the physical therapist, but they are not doing their physical therapy exercises religiously. And they really have to be done religiously. Like once in a while is not gonna work. So when I hear people then say, well, physical therapy isn't working for me, I'm also sort of sometimes wondering if they're doing the exercises enough to make it work. So it is so important to see, I'm not saying PT always works, 
but I do think you have to give it a full chance and give 100% effort with it before you, you know, just maybe go to get surgery. First, really give the PT all you can give. Now, number five is an interesting one, and a lot of people don't realize this, so I, I won't fault you for this one. But did you know that not eating healthy and not eating enough can actually make healing harder for your body? When you're injured, your daily energy expenditure can increase by as much as 15 to 50% over normal. That's what they say. And that's particularly if the injury is very bad. So your body is actually burning more calories when you're injured. And it is the ultimate time when eating healthy and making sure you're eating enough is so important for your healing. It is going to help you heal faster. So whenever I am injured or if my kiddo's injured or anything like that, I really try to step up nutrition. Of course, my nutrition's fairly on par, but I, I really sort of take it to heart that, okay, my body needs my help right now. The best thing I can do is fuel it with the healthiest food possible and make sure that I'm getting enough calories as well because my body's working overtime. So that's something that not a lot of people know. It's actually kind of an interesting fact. Now, the sixth thing that people are making a mistake on with their injuries is that they are not listening to the doctor when the doctor says, okay, you have this problem. I want you to stop exercising and take X amount of time off. No one hates to hear that more than me. <laughs> when I actually, when, when I first had the labral hip tear, I could only do PT and they wouldn't let me run. That was like, you know, it was very hard because again, remember, I didn't have pain. So I was kind of like, well, why can't I run? No, I couldn't run. Um, when I had a stress fracture in my foot before two marathons ago, I had to be in a boot. I could not exercise. I know the feeling. So you don't, you, you trust me, all I can say is I know those are the words you don't want to hear. However, if you do not listen to your doctor, then why did you even go? If they tell you you can't work out, you can't work out. Take the time off, take the rest, use that extra time to work on all your nutrition. It doesn't mean you have to gain weight. I always tell my clients, when, when you're injured, that doesn't mean you have to gain weight. Not working out does not equal weight gain. Eating too much food, and especially bad food, that equals weight gain. So all this time that you're not gonna be working out, guess what? You have extra time to meal prep and make sure that your nutrition is so on par. If the doctor says you need to take time off, please take the time off. Because remember, the goal is to get you healed as fast as possible. And so for every workout you do when they told you not to, all you're doing is prolonging the injury and you're gonna have to start over at some point. So listen to the doctor. If they tell you to take time off, you have to take time off. Now the next mistake, number seven, a lot of people do not go back to the doctor for that checkup. Usually they say, I want you to come back in six weeks and we'll see where you're at, right? And if I were to tell you how many people I ask, well, why didn't you, you know, what the doctor say when you went back in six weeks? Like, well, I didn't go. I was feeling a little bit better, so I just didn't go. Or, well, I'm not better, so why should I go back? <laughs> I've heard everything, trust me. 
Okay, the doctor said come back in six weeks because if it wasn't working, they need a new plan for you. If it was working, awesome. They want to probably slowly release you back to exercise or give you some type of plan. They probably have a plan for you. So if you're supposed to come back in X amount of weeks, please go back and get your checkup. Now, here's a funny analogy to that one. I don't know why I thought of this, but it's really a good analogy. (laughs) Not going back to your doctor once you've been injured and they've given you a diagnosis and a plan, not going back for that checkup is sort of like when a man gets a vasectomy because they don't want to have any more babies and they do not go back to get the sperm check like two or three weeks later. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Okay, if a man gets a vasectomy, they have to go and give a sample to make sure that in two or three weeks, however long it is, they can ensure that there's no more sperm coming out and so they, you know, obviously can't have babies anymore. Do you know how many people I know that got vasectomies and never went back and had that sperm test? I am just like, like baffled by that because why would you go through the hassle of getting a vasectomy if you didn't want to verify that it worked? Because sometimes it doesn't. Can you imagine? So I'm just saying that's sort of the analogy that I've come up with. Like if you go to your doctor, if you get a procedure done, if you get a diagnosis, please go back and get your final checkup. I think that's really very important. Okay, number eight, another thing that people do wrong with their injury is they just don't listen to their doctor at all when it comes to going back to the workouts too soon. So often, they're either A, they don't want to stop working out, or B, the doctor says you can go back to work out in X amount of time and they go back before that. There's a reason your doctor said wait six weeks. It's probably from experience. Remember when the doctor looked at me and said, I think you have a hip tear? And I said, no, I know I don't. He knew I had a hip tear. They give you a certain amount of time before you should go back to work out for a reason. So you should probably listen to it. And that leads into the next one, number nine, what people don't, they don't listen to their doctor about how intensely they should be working out when they go back. They go back with like a vengeance. Of course, they haven't worked out or they haven't worked out hard. And then they go back and they work out so hard. Like they do like a CrossFit workout and they're, you know, doing box jumping or they ran 10 miles in the first day. No, you've got to ease back. So like when I had a stress fracture, the doctor gave me a run walk plan that I had to do. I couldn't just go back to running. I had to ease back in. And even though it killed me, I did it because I knew that letting my foot heal completely was the only way I was going to be injury free. And it worked. And my foot healed beautifully. And I did everything the doctor said. And if you knew how many people I know that have had stress fractures that still have pain where their stress fracture is, that is because they didn't do anything the doctor said. Basically, they haven't healed yet. They never let it heal all the way. So listen to your doctor. Don't work out when they say not to work out. Don't go back too soon and don't go back and work out too hard too soon. Now, the very last mistake that people make, and this is probably the most important one, is that people just simply do not honor their body by listening to it. And I know sometimes we want to look the other way because I know what it's like to be an athlete and we don't want to stop working out. We don't, we just don't want to. So I know that sometimes we're like, no, it doesn't hurt. No, I'm sure it's nothing. You know, it's, no, 
I'm fine. I'm not, I'm going to ignore it. We have to listen to our body. So if you feel something going on, it's not always going to be an injury, first of all. So like, especially in the game of running, we get things we call niggles. We get a little, oh, does this hurt? What is this? Especially right before a race, you're going to get these things we call niggles. It's like, well, my hip is kind of feeling a little funny. And it's nothing usually, but we're just very hyper aware. If your body is giving you a sign, if it's hurting or just feels funny or feels heavy like my leg did or something doesn't feel right. That is your body talking to you and it's like, hello, something's wrong. And it's really trying to like wave the red flag at you and and it doesn't want you to ignore it. And sometimes I think if we were just more present in our body and listen to the signs, we wouldn't even get injured because we'd probably stop way sooner if we just listened to our body way sooner, right? So what I'm just really trying to just dial into is if you have an injury and you still feel it and you've been to the doctor and you've done everything, but it's still bothering you, go get another opinion. Go back to the doctor. Don't ignore it because it's not gone yet. Whatever happens, just Honor your body by listening to the signs. And honestly, I I know that some of you are laughing because you're like, oh, this is, yes, I do all of that. We all do all of this. I get it. I've been there. You know, I feel like I've done it the wrong way enough that I know I don't want to do it that way anymore. And working out for me, it's such an important part of my life that all I want to do is get better now. So I listen to everything the doctor says. Uh, You know, like whatever they say, I'm going to do it whether I don't want to or not. And that's where you need to be like, don't be afraid to get the diagnosis. That's knowledge. Knowledge is power. As soon as we get that power, we can take action. When we take action, we can get well. And the sooner we can make that process happen, the sooner you're exercising again, right? Now, some people are listening to me and they're like, but I hate to exercise. (laughs) It's great when I'm injured. I don't have to exercise. Well, for you, I just want you to get well. (laughs) It's very important to get well. Overall, you just want to take care of your body. Because injuries that go on and on and on, chronic injuries that you don't take care of, they're going to get worse over time. They're going to be harder to heal over time as well. So all I have to say, people, see the medical doctor, right? See the medical doctor first and then get your MRI or an X-ray if you need it. Get your physical therapy. Actually make the appointment, then actually do the exercises. Eat super healthy Listen to what the doctor tells you. Not Don't go back too soon. Don't work out if you're not supposed to. Don't overdo it. And make sure you honor your body because your body is amazing. And every single day it's doing everything it can to keep you alive and to keep you going. And so at the very least, all you have to do is listen to the signs. And that's what I've got for you today. That is our Earn That Body podcast. I am always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. Now, you know what? I don't do sponsorships. I don't take advertisement money for this podcast because it really is sort of my labor of love. And I do this to give back to the community. But if you wanted to say thank you, please give me a rating and review on iTunes. I would absolutely love that. Would love to hear if you love the podcast and if you could give it a review. 
What else is coming up? We've got the Shred Challenge in October. It is one of my favorite months. I offer Shred That Body and Shred 2, and we do a 30-day Shred Challenge. These are some of my best strength training videos around. I personally do them. Like before a photo shoot, I do a full Shred That Body 30-day challenge. They are the best. They are full body workouts, and let me tell you, you will put on muscle and shred that body. I have a few spots left that include nutrition. If you wanna do nutrition with Shred That Body, or you can do just the workouts and join the challenge. So you can go to shredthatbody.com. You can email me at kim at earnthatbody.com. You can go to earnthatbody.com. All the information will be there. And I look forward to having you in the 30 days. All right, everyone, have an awesome week ahead. And if you're injured, go call the doctor. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.